podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Hello guys, this is Julie Dark and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Sarah Grieve here for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am joined today with Jayla Dark. Jayla, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this for quite a wee while now. <laughs> just a wee bit of housekeeping just before we get started. Make sure everyone is subscribed on our podcasting sites. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all good Android podcasting sites, but we are finding new ones every single day. We've also got our new website that's suplexretweet.com. You can find all of our back catalogue on there as well as anything that the team are doing. We've got blog posts we've got interviews and we've got the podcast shows as well and then finally make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter it comes out every Friday so the first question I've got is it's a generic one that we seem to ask everybody but we've gotten so many different stories this is why I love asking this and it comes back to a show that we've done on why we love wrestling okay so why do you love wrestling oh that's a great first question (laughs) you never get that as a first question um you know it's funny I was actually thinking about something along those lines today but I love wrestling for kind of two reasons when I first started wrestling was a total escape like I mean thinking way back to when I was a kid and I used to watch it wrestling was an escape you know you had these larger than life characters doing these insane things with these crazy storylines that all culminated in the ring (laughs) and I loved it and then as I got older and I started to wrestle the actual process of learning the craft and learning all the in-ring skills and that you need inside and outside the ring that became an escape and you know whatever was happening in my personal life whatever was happening at work whatever that didn't matter I went through I got changed and I was wrestling and that was all that I could focus on and now as I'm as I've kind of progressed through things wrestling is just it's everything for me at the moment it's it's all encompassing you know all my best friends are in the wrestling business I met my husband through the wrestling business it's a whole thing like it's got it's got its claws around my throat I'm never getting out as far as I'm concerned <laughs> no I, I love those kinds of stories I really do you debuted in 2011 now but you've had so many different names yeah like, I've lost count of how many different names you've had but I remember one of our past interviews um, had a wee joke saying that you're using it for tax avoidance <laughs> <laughs> oh for, I'd have to be putting in for no I'm not even going to say that um you know it's funny like when I again going back to back in my day when I started (laughs) at the moment you get a lot of like when new trainees start they are so much more tuned on to like what they want to be and they've got already got an idea of well this is the name that I could have and this is the gimmick I could have and this is how I kind of want to show myself off but back when I started I didn't think of that at all because I kind of threw myself into wrestling and I was too concerned with getting through all the squats and the push-ups and running the drills and learning everything that I needed to know. So when it actually came time to being told, right, so uh, there's a show in two weeks and you're going to be on it, I was like, oh, okay, uh, oh, I need to think of a name or something (laughs) because my real name, I was like, well, that's boring and I can't use that. So, and I didn't want to use that. I wanted to keep it quite separate. So my first... (laughs) My first name, which was like like Christina Kennedy, was legit picked out of a hat. It was a proper, like, myself and a bunch of friends, we just wrote down lots of names, we chucked it and went, Christina, uh, right, cool, Christina Kennedy, let's do that. And obviously at the time, Ken Anderson, Mr. Kennedy, Mm -hmm. was out, did not even twig to me (laughs) until 
I was doing my very first match and some of the, the guys up the back, I think it was Mark Coffey actually, was going Kennedy <laughs> throughout the entire match. My very my debut match, and that's all I can remember from it oh. was that. So very shortly after I um I changed it and again I it was another joke that someone else was like, Oh, what about this? And it came from Mass Effect where the final enemy that you beat is a marauder that has its shields up yeah. so Marauder shield and it was like and I was like I can't just be called Marauder that's dumb stick Lindsay in front of it not any better so it was like Lindsay Marauder shields and then eventually it was like we came around to Bet Noir and I was like this I like this let's keep that for a long time and obviously I kept that for, for years to come and then it eventually I got to a point where I felt like I needed a change mm-hmm. and it wasn't just oh I'm going to change my gear I'm going to change I wanted like a full-blown change of persona yeah. tangible change and that's where Jayla Dark came in mm-hmm. yeah because I have noticed that um, you're a big Star Wars fan yeah has that got <laughs> anything to do with the influence actually the name came from the video game Perfect Dark alright uh, I love that game I think it was awesome and then obviously with Star Wars it just all happens to mesh together <laughs> nicely and it was like ah oh, great there's merchandise to be had out that's awesome <laughs> let's do that yeah I, I mean see looking back from your debut how do you feel like you developed in the past in like the past eight years oh i'm a different wrestler i'm a different person like i always think the the way that you think you're gonna go when you first start training it's never how you end up going because there's stuff that i i loved watching for example i loved watching the hardies and i loved watching lita and i loved watching luchadors and i was like oh my god all the high flying (laughs) stuff that's what i want to do i have no balance and i have a very low center of gravity there is no jump to be had in these legs (laughs) so you know it's that it comes down to what do you want to do and then what are you actually good at doing and it's something William Regal kind of said in an interview a while back really stuck with me is like if more people focused on what they were good at doing instead of just what they wanted to do they would get on so much better so I started looking more into wrestling towards my body shape and what my strengths are mm-hmm. and it's it's taken a lot of learning from various different wrestlers throughout the country that I've done seminars with and stuff but yeah I know it's I've changed a hell of a lot <laughs> like it's night and day i have an, I have a DVD that a friend made me of like some of my very first matches and I can't watch them. Oh no. They're so cringy to watch because I'm just like, what am I doing? Oh god. What are my feet doing? Where's my hands going? What's my face doing? Like, <laughs> I can't watch them. They're nice to have, but oh, cringy. <laughs> That's actually a really funny story though. <laughs> I really like that. What would your advice be to anyone that like would like to actually take up wrestling, albeit if it's a hobby or as a profession? I think go into it without the rose-tinted glasses. Like, whether you're going to do it as a hobby or a profession, professional wrestling isn't easy. It's not as easy as some guys make it look. And the guys that do make it look easy have put in a lot of hard work that people don't see. And there are going to be some days where you go in and it's not going to be, oh, I'm going to learn this cool move or I'm going to do something fun. There are days where you're going to go in and it's going to be drills, 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 bumps, squats, you know, you name it, and it's going to be hard. And as long as you come at everything with that realisation that you need to put the work in to get to where you want to go, I think uh, I think you'll do fine. But even as a, a hobbyist, I, I guess you could call it, you know, someone who obviously has a part, a full-time job, sorry, mm-hmm. outside of wrestling. Because, I mean, you can say that that's what I am. 
I have a full-time job outside of Gladwell. I'm a full-time student. Mm-hmm. But I have jobs outside of wrestling. Wrestling is not what pays my bills full-time mm-hmm. right now. But you still need to treat it the exact same way. You know, you should have professional-looking gear. You should be putting the work in at the gym. You should be going to training. You should be helping out on shows, putting up the ring, that kind of thing. So it's, I think just going into it fully prepared to know how much work it actually is because mm-hmm. the guys that are doing well now they've they've already put the work in yeah, it, it, it sounds so humbling to hear you hear like to say like say that it's like putting the work because it will actually get you somewhere it, it will like the guys that are, are doing well now the younger kind of guys that are up and coming they are in the gym working they're going to training they're they've, they've put the man hours in and they're now getting the benefits because people are seeing them and going oh hey there might be something here mm-hmm. whereas you do get folk that they'll go to training they'll, they'll make their debut they'll then kind of be like oh okay well that's me done and you're never done yeah I still happily like on shows that I'm on if I can get there early and help put the ring up I'll help put the ring up if I can do PR for it I'll try and do PR for it obviously it's not as easy now that I'm constantly got exams and I'm working as well but I do still want to try and that bit's important I've spoken to many people from different training schools throughout the whole of Glasgow. So I've spoken to people from GPWA, yeah. I've spoken to people from PBW, and I've spoken to people at Source. Now you came through Source. Yeah. How would you describe their training methods? I think what makes Source stand out is that Source really focuses on building a strong foundation in wrestling. They put the work in when it comes to things like drills and cardio and conditioning and your footwork and just the small details that will make your work more polished in the end. It's all very well and good being able to do, you know, a 450 splash. You know what? I can't do that. So more power to anyone that can. But fundamentals like having a good lockup, wrist locks, good actual wrestling fundamentals, that's really important. And that's something that Mikey is great at teaching as well. I think he's also just got a really good mind for psychology as well so he'll explain something to me that it just will not have occurred to me and then he explains it and the little light bulb goes off and I'm like oh my god yes that's, <laughs> that makes so much more sense and it's just you know you can see things like that and it's good being able to kind of bounce ideas back and forth mm-hmm. with him and all the guys at the school because we've all kind of been taught the same way see in your development for the past eight years have you had any pro wrestling idols or influences that's helped style your particular in-ring style <laughs> There's, there's such a long list. It's like Jericho's holds. Like, I mean, obviously when I when I very first started, I was like, I want to do all these mad flippy things, and I want to be like Lita, and I want to be like the Hardy Boys and stuff. And then as I started training, and I started actually like, okay, like looking more stuff because obviously Mikey took over the school a couple of years ago, so I was also trained by Big Demo mm-hmm. as well. So I, I kind of looked at a lot of his influences too. So I looked at a lot of stuff by like Fit Finlay. I watched a lot of old William Regal matches. But I also, I started to love guys like Sammy Callahan. Right. I really loved Sammy Callahan. I liked that blunt force trauma kind of, I'm just going to keep beating you up until you can't move. <laughs> and I loved early Kenny Omega stuff mm-hmm. uh, when he was in DDT, so I watched a lot of that. And I just, I don't think there was ever a particular, oh, this is my idol and I need to, I will, fo- I will follow you forever. But it's, I think there was just lots of people that I was like, God, your work is so cool. So I'm going to watch it and see what you do. But as well as that, there was girls that had 
come up before me that I was watching. So I watched a lot of what Nikki Storm was doing because Nikki was where I wanted to be. So I was like, right, what's Nikki doing that makes herself stand out from the other girls? And it's the same with like Kaylee Ray and Carmel, Sarah Marie Taylor, mm-hmm. Viper. I was watching what they were doing because they were obviously they were more experienced than me and even to this day I still like to see and I watch like what's Viper doing what's Kaylee doing like what are they doing that makes them just stand out from the crowd that little bit more so it's just a vast array of people I guess <laughs> after coming through Source Wrestling School it came about a time last summer they were going to crown their first ever champion yes now you were the only woman to be selected for that tournament yes I was <laughs> how did that make you feel knowing that there was 15 guys and then there was you and you are like standing alone for the women you know it was great I was really really thrilled to be a part of it um, obviously I've been with Source since before it was even branded as Source mm-hmm. so it was kind of humbling to be included in that crowd where you had a mixture of kind of source veterans so to speak and really young up and coming hungry guys that like wanted that belt so I was never under as much as I was like I'm going to try my best and I want to win it I was never under any illusion that there was a chance I could because I just the odds were stacked so high against me and it was Kieran Kelly that was obviously wrestling in the Mm -hmm. first round and he is pretty much at the top of his game right now like if he keeps going the way he's going we'll see him all over the world without a doubt he's so talented and I really I really enjoyed our match despite the outcome but I loved it I was like yeah you know what I've been here like since the beginning I've been here since Source was Source so yeah it was really nice (laughs) to be included and like represent the female side of the school yeah no it was really great to see it was actually extremely empowering as well yeah like (laughs) it was a great tournament all in like everyone put in such a good showing everyone wrestled their heart out and uh, I think the right person won though yeah yeah absolutely 100% (laughs) I mean Alexander Darwin McCallan scares me a little bit he scares me too but it's because I always feel like I can't say anything around him without him mercilessly taking the piss out of me just mocking all the sarcasm thrown in my general direction but as a wrestler I think he's fantastic I think he knows himself so well and that's really refreshing to see from someone that's not been doing it that long Mm -hmm. and again he's another guy that I think if he just keeps doing what he's doing he's gonna get nowhere to go but up especially being the first ever source champion as well like he completely deserved that one yeah, we do love a first time ever over here at Eat Sleep First Time Ever. We love it. <laughs> now, see, at this time of recording, this coming Saturday, we've got Reckless Intent versus Source Wrestling School. Yeah. The team that have been selected from Source to represent the school, it's a, it's a hell of a team, isn't it? <laughs> it's a hell of a team, yeah. Like, obviously, with, with any kind of company versus company, school versus school <laughs> kind of competition, you want to put your best foot forward, you want to put your, your best guys forward for the job, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Source have done that. I think pretty much every match, we've got some of our best people going in, so yeah. I can't wait to see the outcome. I mean, well, can you imagine if um, your husband, Sean Walker, came back with a hardcore title? What would you do? <laughs> um, what would I do? I mean, I'd be immensely proud if he came back with a hardcore title. Mm-hmm. I'd also then, you know, as any spouse would, I'd worry mm-hmm. like hell about what he's going to have to do <laughs> to defend it. Oh, God, I don't know. Because I watched, he, he had obviously a, the battle for the streets 
against Manlin. Yeah. And I watched a lot of that with kind of my heart in my mouth. Like, oh. uh, only because I, I know firsthand how painful it is and what he's putting his body through. So, yeah, I'm, I'm apprehensive, but, you know, I'm standing behind him. I'm rooting for him all the way anyway. <laughs> we'll hope for the best. Now, us over at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet would love to know what it is actually like living with a gangster. Loud. <laughs> It's loud living with a gangster. He doesn't talk like that all the time. I hate to break the fourth wall. <laughs> Sometimes it slips and then he'll catch himself and be like, oh, oh get the accent back. But yeah, it's loud. It's loud, but but fun as well. Like Now, we've recently seen you make some videos for BBC yep. as part of the social. More recently, one about Scotty Rennick. That's right, yes. Now, we all know Scotty's story and it's such a heartwarming story. Yeah. Um, but how did you actually become involved with doing videos like that? I, oh, well, I mean, that was a total kind of an accident. Like, Sean, uh, in his kind of day-to-day life, he's also, he's a qualified cameraman. He's a video editor and stuff. And he did a lot of work with a site called Geek and Sundry. So he used to do a lot of videos for them. And the BBC Social, as it was starting up, some of the producers were essentially trawling Twitter to find people. So they found him. And then they found my Twitter account through him. And I think all they saw was Professional Wrestler. And they went, oh, this is really interesting and they grabbed me so I've been with the BBC Social since the pilot since before it launched and we did the pilot and I think they were under the impression that I was just going to do lots of videos on wrestling and I didn't want to do that because I was like there's kind of going behind the curtain and then there's just completely decimating the illusion (laughs) of everything and breaking the magician's circle because they were like oh are you going to do videos on like how to do it I'm like absolutely not that's (laughs) that's ridiculous no so I did like I compromised with them and at the time I was doing my second tour of Japan so I said okay instead of doing videos for you I'll do like a blog post about training for going and then what it's like while I'm out there and I could control the writing and I could say pretty much what I wanted to say without spilling too much and that was fine did that and then obviously they got rid of blog posts because they realised that they need Facebook views and Facebook views became much a much higher priority than making quality content sometimes what should I say but yeah so I just I, it's on a freelance basis it's kind of a whatever I want to to make I'll make I'll send it over to them if they want to use it they use it if they don't they don't but one of the producers asked does anybody know anyone that's ever had a transplant and I was like actually I do and it just so happens if you want like an added bit of story for it, that he's uh, an ex-professional wrestler and he had to retire because of his kidney disease. And they, as the BBC would, they loved the premise of it. And I contacted Scotty and was like, how would you like to catch up for an afternoon, but also film an interview? (laughs) And he was more than up for it. And we had a lovely afternoon, kind of obviously he'd film the interview. We had a really nice afternoon just catching up old friends and like chatting away and Mm -hmm. finding out about, you know, how's your family? How's your wife? Like not seeing you in ages and, and uh, yeah, so that's how that got that got made, and I was just thrilled with the response because it's hard not to love Scotty. He's such a lovable guy. Absolutely, he's just the nicest guy in pro wrestling. <laughs> it honestly, is. honestly, like it was so heartwarming to see it as well. Because like going, like I'm from the east side of Scotland, so I go to Reckless quite often. Sure. So I'd followed that journey, and it's like the the Reckless Rumble to help raise money, and it was so heartwarming to actually see. Yeah, and like he's mostly recently come back as like a guest referee spot as well. Again, so heartwarming to see it yeah. makes you actually bubble up with joy. It's just it was lovely to see him looking kind of so well and so healthy. Yes. And stuff because it was you know it's a scary thing like you know even if you haven't seen a friend in such a long time and then it's kind of wow 
you're mm-hmm. on dialysis and you need a kidney transplant. That's serious. And my heart kind of bled for him a bit when I was like, you know, he's a young guy, he's got a wife, he's mm-hmm. got four kids. It's like, that's, it felt really unfair. Oh, yeah. So to see him so happy and healthy is just... It's the best. I was so pleased. <laughs> now, we're going to talk about Fierce Females because you are actually the reigning champion. I am. You defeated, am. You defeated Viper in what was originally a non-title match, but yep. your gift of the gab managed to make it a title match. Yeah, I went out <laughs> and pretty much goaded her into it, yeah. to be honest. And you know what? Why shouldn't it have been a title match? Ever since I'd came, come back with a new look and a new attitude, I'd been winning matches, and as far as I was concerned, there was nobody else on that roster at the time that deserved a title shot more than me. The number one contender at the time wasn't even there, yeah. so why not me? And, oh look, I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Fear Females is the only like promotion in Scotland that is only women. Yes, it is. So how does it feel being like the top woman of that promotion? I'm very proud. Um, I'm very, very proud. Like, of all the I'd always said in my career like when Fierce Females first started in 2012 I believe um, I'd always said that being the only all women's promotion in Scotland that was the title that was the title that I really wanted mm-hmm. that was the title that I would have been most like happiest to hold yeah. if you know what I'm trying to say I don't know, it's just, I remember, like, everyone kind of points out the pictures of me getting the, when the bell rings and I'm getting handed the title, and I was like, no, I was crying. I was genuinely overwhelmed. It was my first, first title ever that I'd ever won, and it was that title. Yeah. And it just felt like, it felt like a little bit of validation and a little bit of recognition for years of turning up, doing my job, and not not complaining about things and just getting on with it. And it was it was nice. It was it was awesome. And I'm still really proud to hold that belt. Yeah, absolutely. You can see it every single time you come to the ring, like just how proud you are, and just like this is mine, and try and take it off me if you can. <laughs> not to mention, it's the same belt that cracked me in the face yes. at ICW. So there's it. It's kind of nice to actually be on the other end of it. Yes. This time, just saying. Well, we'll see, I actually hosted uh, a Fear and Loathing quiz just back before oh, yeah. uh, we were at the Hydro, and you were actually one of the questions. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, asking what had actually happened to you. So, referencing back to that, the guys want to know, how long did it take for the imprint to leave your forehead? Oh, my God. The actual imprint was there for... I think at least a week. Like, because when it hit, there was an immediate bump. Yeah. Like, there was a, a goose egg on my face. <laughs> and then, obviously, as the bump started to dissipate, because that's where all the fluid and the blood's going to, like, try and protect your head, as it dissipated, it just kind of travelled down my face and I got the biggest black eyes you can imagine. I actually have pictures of it on my phone, which I will show you because they're awesome. <laughs> and I had these massive raccoon eyes and I still had the um, the eon of championship. Right. You could read it clear as day <laughs> right on my forehead and uh, a little kind of black bit on my nose as well because I think one of the straps like cracked me in the nose too. And what it was was I'd actually, I'd injured my elbow near the start of the match I was doing like a loose press, I lost my balance, I put my hand down and if you have your arm straight, the ring essentially really just hurt it and it was yeah. like my hand shaking and I was like, I don't know if this is broken, I don't know what's going on with it and I was it's, I was so busy kind of being like, this really hurts, I couldn't get anything up <laughs> to try, even try and protect myself so I just walked straight into <laughs> it and 
you know, the rest is history. Apparently, I'm a, I'm a quiz now. Yeah. I'm a quiz answer. You know what? That's the best thing in my career. I've never, um, <laughs> I'll never ask for, for anything else. But yeah, there's the, there's the picture the morning after. Oh, wow. Yeah, huh? I know, right? Wow. And that's the next day as it started to slowly dissipate. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I've got the, the final picture, which I think is really funny, is um, Andy Downs basically got the design of the belt. Mm-hmm and put it over okay, the picture <laughs> so you can actually see whereabouts on the belt actually hit me in the face. Oh, dear. So it's as far... Yeah, that's that's still, like... Oddly enough, it's still a career highlight because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. Like, it's, it was... I was pretty concussed. Like, it was pretty serious. I but so. At the same time, it's so stupid that I can't help... I laugh so much <laughs> at it now. I was like, this is the weirdest thing that's happened to me. I had a job interview the very next day after oh, as well. No. And I went to that job interview. I slathered so much makeup on my face. <laughs> covered it. Um, Urban Decay and Benefit Makeup proved it's worth it. Because you couldn't see anything. I was so thickly covered. But the swelling had gone around my eyes. Oh. So I still looked like really, really strange. I got the job though. Well, there you go. I told them I got jumped outside a nightclub the <laughs> night before. I mean, I don't know how they'd feel. It's like, oh, I got hit with a professional wrestling belt. Yeah, I felt like I felt like <laughs> saying I got jumped outside a nightclub was a more plausible explanation than saying I'm a professional wrestler. I got hit in the face with a belt last night. You might have seen. You might have seen it. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to tell them that. I'm just going to tell yeah. them I got. I got jumped. I mean, imagine if they actually were in the crowd and they just sort of went, yeah, no, we know what happened to you. Yeah, we saw. We saw what happened to you. We're like, oh well. You can understand why I maybe lied. I don't know. Well, yeah, well you've been made into a quiz question. I've made into well. a quiz question. Brilliant. <laughs> I was speaking with Emily Hayden ahead of this interview, but she actually wants to know if her wrestling mom was proud of her. <sighs> Emily. I can't escape this girl. Yes, I am actually. <laughs> I love Emily to pieces. I am actually very proud of her. I think she has kind of come on leaps and bounds. There was a bit of a, a kind of stuttering moment where I think she just didn't really know who she was as a wrestler or what she wanted to do or how she wanted to portray herself. But I think now that she's growing in confidence every day and she's really coming into her own. So yes, <laughs> Emily, I'm very proud of you. Stop calling me. <laughs> Stop it. Um, yeah, because I spoke with Emily Hayden last year ahead of her W3L Women's Championship match yeah. against yourself, actually. Against me. And yeah, she came out on top, so I think she's just kind of seeking approval from you. I mean, she cheated to come out on top. I really feel that needs to be said, <laughs> Emily. So am I proud of her? Yes. Am I proud of her for cheating? It, uh, a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do whatever it takes to win. Do what, she did whatever it took to win the belt. She took the belt. Fair play to her. But yeah. uh, I'm going to be meeting her again for that belt <laughs> at some point. And she's going to have to deal with her very pissed off wrestling mom. Also, oh, yeah, she also wanted to ask, like, is she everything you ever wanted in a daughter? You can tell like she's really trying to seek approval. God, from you. she's trying, isn't she? Is she everything I ever wanted in a daughter? Who says I even wanted a daughter to begin with? <laughs> Oh, that was really mean. Sorry. <laughs> that was so harsh. Um, you're all right. You'll do. She knows that I love her. It's fine. But it's like a kind of reluctant... Okay. She's kind of worn me down enough that I'm like, okay, fine. No, I love her to bits, really. So, die. Fine, Emily. Fine. Um, she also told me about the Adam Driver. So, and I've, I've been told to ask you about it. 
Oh, the knee. <laughs> right, again, it's another one of these. It's another one of these stupid inside jokes. Where it's like, the further I've gotten on in my wrestling career, the more I'm just like, you know, what, I'm just gonna do what makes me laugh mm-hmm. and what I think's funny. So the knee that I tend to hit in a lot of my matches, I didn't ever, you know, like a lot of places are like, what's his name? What's its what's it yeah. called? And you can't just turn around and be like, it's a knee. The knee. Nobody, <laughs> nobody kind of. They all want flashy names for things. So yep. I've got like I've got the Death Star Driver. I've got the Ewalker Dropper. <laughs> and so I was like, well, what am I going to do this knee? And I was like, I'm going to call it the Adam Driver. And they're like, but it's not a driver. And I went exactly. <laughs> so every time I do it, and I know it really bothers Alexander Darwin McCallum a lot. Because he's like, it's not a driver. If you called it like the Adam Drive-By, it would be fine. It was like, but it's the Adam Driver. It's your move, though. It's my move. It's the Adam Driver. And he's just like, it's not a driver. And I was like, I know, that's the whole point of it, is that when I say, okay, I'm going to do the Adam Driver, and people are like, oh, so you're going to like, no, it's a name. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that is, the Adam Driver. Yeah, because I've always wondered what it was called, but... That's what it's called. Like, I don't... It's Again, because it's like a wee inside joke mm-hmm. with like myself and a few other people, I don't really like call it. Yeah. Stand in the ring and go, Adam Driver! Which, you know, I might. <laughs> if he's in the audience, maybe I will. But um, yeah, it's just uh, one of those stupid things that amuses me and probably only me. <laughs> Well, I think next time when I'm at a fair scene or show when I see it, I'll, I'll be sitting there going, all right, I'll, I know what that move's actually cool. called now. <laughs> you might just hear me shouting Adam Driver. <laughs> um, now, I am actually to understand that you have a gaming channel as well. I do, yes. Sadly, I don't really do much with it right now, just time, just sheer time. But I have a Twitch channel and a streaming channel that I, I do stuff on. I can't even say that I do anything serious with it half the time it's like hey i fancy playing this game today if you want to watch like (laughs) and if it's a popular game sometimes people watch if it's not a popular game it's like me and three other people but it's just something kind of fun to do in my spare time and yeah keeps me keeps me in with my love of gaming and stuff (laughs) Yeah, because I remember watching a video again, it was you and Emily Hayden playing Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> that time Emily somehow got into my house. Don't know how it happened. She must, she's must. she got like a spare key, she got in through the back door or something like that. <laughs> she's like smoke, she just appears under the door. I walk in, she's sitting in my living room, I'm like, oh. Uh, I can just imagine coming home one day, she's just turned the light on. Hi, mum. That <laughs> happens to me. In a, in a way, it wasn't Emily Hayden though, it was Christopher Saint. Okay. Okay, doesn't surprise me. I was uh, in one of my old flats a couple of years ago. I woke up, you know, half asleep, it's about eight in the morning. I wandered through the living room and lying, not even on the couch, on the rug in front of the fireplace in my living room, Christopher Saint was lying there sleeping. And I'm standing there looking, going, you were not here when I got in. Like, you you were not here when I went to bed. (laughs) Doors were locked. How how did you get here and he just kind of like rolls over looks up at me says my flatmate's name and goes back to sleep and it turned out all it was was that when my flatmate was out she had gone she was like working or at something at like the bar that he was working at and he was just like she basically was like oh you can just come and crash at ours tonight and he did (laughs) but she didn't send me a message to tell me this or anything so I just woke up and I was like how did you get here (laughs) how and he was just like yeah like it was the most normal thing in the world and it kind of is just, you know, fish fish swim, birds fly, Christopher Saint will somehow get into your house. 
that's the moral of the story is check your locks but it was just yeah that's happened to me before just a random wrestler's lying in the middle of my living room I'm like okay cool I mean, I feel like because Emily and Chris have been spending a lot of time together lately, it's a sensational scene where he's kind of rubbing off on her as well. Perhaps a little bit. Perhaps a little bit. I'm trying to kind of, in that sense, I'm trying to kind of take her under my wing and be like, no, you can't have her. I'll teach you properly. <laughs> Leave her be. Um, the, the final question that I've got before we round off this interview is, what's next for Jayla Dark? Oh, I mean... This is like, if you take into account when I started training and stuff, this is now like year 10. Mm-hmm. And I am very realistic about what I want to do next yeah. and where I want to go. I've got a, I've got another tour of Japan coming up in June. I'm leaving June 24th. I'm going away for uh, the summer. Uh, working with Ice Ribbon again, which is going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. At the moment, uh, it's all exams in the real life, <laughs> so I just, I'm desperate to just finish my exams so I can maybe sleep for a week. But yeah, I just, I want to, at the moment, just enjoy what I'm doing for as long as I'm planning on doing it. And who knows how much longer that's going to be. I'm pretty kind of, I feel like I've got to a stage with who I am as a wrestler and who I am as a person where I'm like, if I'm not happy about something or I don't want to do something, I'm just not going to do it. And I think that's how a lot of people should be. Just, it's so much better for your mental health and how much pressure you put on yourself. So yeah, what's next is I'm going to go to Japan, have a good time. I'm going to come home, continue to have a good time (laughs) and just kind of go with the flow a little bit, really. I don't have any major set goals anymore because my bucket list is kind of ticked off. Yeah. I mean, it was. I was actually interested to know when you were going to head back to Japan, because it's been a wee while since you were there. Yeah, like, it's... Um, I was last there in 2016. Mm-hmm. I took... I was going to go back in 2017, but I took that year to get married instead. And I thought, I can't really plan a wedding <laughs> when I'm in another country on the yeah. other side of the world. And I was like, no, okay, I'll stay home for that. And then, obviously, I've, I've been back at university and stuff, and tackling a lot of kind of real life mm-hmm. issues which is great because I now feel like with wrestling wrestling used to be an escape from real life but now my real life is just as much fun as my wrestling life and it's all kind of blending together kind of harmoniously which is pretty nice yeah now I'm pretty sure you are familiar with the way that we finish off all our interviews we'll round off some quick fire questions okay um, I'll start off with quite an easy one so Rock or Austin The Rock Trish or Lita Lita Cody or Omega uh, Omega <laughs> uh, Night in or night out? Night in Now I do apologise But Playstation or Xbox? PC Haha <laughs> 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 Funny enough Your husband said the exact same Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's the man I married <laughs> Your favourite wrestling pay-per-view? Oh god uh, Wrestlemania 17 Anything that stood out for you On that card? TLC Edgy <laughs> Christian The Hardys The Dudleys God I loved it I loved it so much <laughs> Your favourite wrestling game? Oh! Oh! Smackdown 2 for the PlayStation. Uh, the favourite venue that you've wrestled at? Oh! The favourite venue that I've wrestled at? Yokohama Gym Hall in Tokyo. Alright. Uh, it's an awesome venue. It's really cool. It's got these lot massive floor-to-ceiling windows that overlook the harbour, so it looks right. like the building's out on water, so it looks really cool. Uh, it's failing that also with The Shed in Glasgow. The Shed's a great venue to wrestle. It really is. It's so, so cool. <laughs> Your dream opponent? At the moment, uh, Tony Storm. 
Never had a one on one with Tony Storm. Ah. Uh, your favorite tag team of all time, Edge and Christian. <laughs> yeah, love them too. Loved Edge and Christian. Um, your biggest inspiration? In wrestling or in general? Could be both if you want. My mum. Oh, actually. Seriously, I'm, I'm gonna say my mum. Like, uh, my mum uh, pretty much raised me by herself from when I was a baby. And it was always just the two of us in the house. And she's always just like worked really hard. And she was always the one who was kind of like, it's not that she's come to like every single wrestling <laughs> show and stuff, but she kind of puts a brave face on when I turn up covered in blood or covered in bruises. And she's just kind of like, you know, she was like, no, I'm really proud of what you're doing. So yeah, I'm gonna say my mum. Oh, I feel lovely. Um, nice. Uh, your favourite wrestler of all time? Oh, that's an awful question. <laughs> of all time. I mean, I'll, I could switch up for you. How about your favourite one growing up and your favourite one now? If that makes it any easier. I don't think it does. Um, okay, <laughs> my favourite one growing up? Christian. Now. Okay, I'm just going to say John Cena. I'm going to say John Cena because nobody works harder mm-hmm. in the wrestling business than John Cena. Okay, I do have one more for you. Okay. Uh, Christopher Sane or Emily Hayden? Oh, what? Oh, no, because I'm going to have to face both of them. Um, Christopher Sane. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. <laughs> but he is my, my non-romantic soulmate, unfortunately. Now, that, that rounds up our interview a bit. Do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? Yep, so I am on Twitter, just at Jayla Dark. And I also have a Facebook page, uh, which is basically Facebook slash Jayla Dark smash. I... I mean, no, I've got an Instagram, actually. You can get me on Instagram at Jayla Dark as well. Uh, I don't have a big private Facebook that you can add. I won't add you. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's great. So thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f*** you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f*** you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now! Sports Social Podcast Network.